Amen. Amen. Give it up for the worship team. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're starting a... Oh, wait, I got to take this thing off. I'm getting smarter about this. There we go. I don't even, I don't even need help anymore. Okay, uh, so we're starting a new sermon series. Shh, shh, focus. Uh, so we're starting a new sermon series um, on He is Worthy of It All. That's the title of it. He is Worthy of It All. Um, and it is a looking at worship. What does it mean to, to worship God? Is it just right here while we're singing these songs before the message? Is it the message? Is it like just the worship time when you, when you uh, are on Sunday? How does it look like throughout your life? We're looking at uh, the worshiping. Uh, God and looking at how to how exactly uh, we worship. So um, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Who has a favorite sports team? Like they're all about sports. They got a favorite sports team. What 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 is yours? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. The Cowboys? Okay. It, you were born into it, weren't you? Okay. All right, I get you. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, yeah. All right, all right. Listen, hey, listen, listen. When Tom Brady left, my allegiance left with him. Um, but I, like, here, no, I'm, a, I'm just a Tom Brady fan. Georgia Bulldogs. Florida Gators, you, there's the, there, there, there's the door, there's the door, yeah, Texas Rangers, the Denver Broncos, wow, uh, yeah, Patriots, my man, my man, right there, Jael, come on, yeah. The Gators, what? Any UCF fans? All right, cool. Yeah, UCF. Yeah. All right, bring it, bring it back in, bring it back in. Um, shh, 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 shh. Bring it back in. So, um, I'm probably, shh. Um, so I'm probably like the biggest um sports fan that doesn't really watch sports. Because like I just I don't have time for it. I don't want to memorize all their names. I know I'm I'm a horrible sports person, and like I don't I just like they're gonna win or lose, and I'm gonna get up the next day and live my life, right? So uh, that's just how it's just how I am a little bit. But I do get excited for certain sport uh, teams like Tom Brady. That's my man, right? We're he he greatest quarterback of all time. He's the goat. He is the goat. Um, he, we're all, we, we are also related by first name. Um, Tom Brady and I are related by first name. And so, um, he's called Tommy by his friends, I'm sure. Um, and so also, also love, like my favorite sports team in general is probably the Yankees. Um, best team, best, best sports team, period. Um, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> please, please. 
So best best sports team ever is the Yankees. Um, they were robbed. Uh, they they would have had a, another couple of World Series under their belt, but you know whatever. Um, but. I am also, because I went to school there, uh, a Liberty Flames, <laughs> that's my thing, um, Liberty, Liberty University has a football team, folks, and guess what, for the first time in school history, no, first time in school history, they're ranked, okay, they're ranked top 25 in the nation, yeah, yeah, and here's the thing, here's the thing, shh, so they, so they're in, they're in, yes, you have, PJ, calm down. Um, yes, you have. Um, but here's the thing. Um, they are, they're, this season, they're undefeated. They're 6-0. They slaughtered Syracuse. Um, and they are playing the one and only horrible Virginia Tech team. Um, the worst team in Virginia, and they're playing them. Um, so this, this Saturday, so I... Once again, horrible sports fan, loves it. I probably won't watch it, but I'll, I'll look at the score. Um, but anyways, here's the thing. When I was at school, when I was at Liberty, when I was at Liberty, I, I wanted to go to the games. Shh, guys, guys, seriously, focus, guys. Um, so uh, I wanted to go to the games, and so we, we all piled up in, these, in, in our cars. And at, at, like, when you, go to, when you get to college, you know you're at college when you just, like, you see a two-door car driving in quick. Like, and they, they, they park. And then t people start getting out. You have two people getting out of the driver's side. You got three people getting out of the passenger side. Five or six are getting out of the back. And then, and then you think it's done. And then the trunk opens. And then they just keep on coming out. And it's like, bah, 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 bah. like it, and they're just, like, they're just packed. So the, I was the designated driver because at that time I had a broken ankle um, that was, like, off. Um, and so um, different story different time it's it's embarrassing um, but anyways I had I had the um, I had the uh, handicap sticker so guess which car guess which car was picked to go to the game all the time yeah so me um, but I only had a two-door car and one time like listen listen guys I'm not suggesting that you do this I'm not suggesting that you go home and you tell your parents like hey it's fine to do this Tommy did it when he was in college because like you shouldn't just you just shouldn't follow college kids. Um, but anyways, uh, I was driving. I had two people in the passenger side. I had f like I had just two door car. I had four or five people in the back, and one of them was six foot eight, taller than Daryl. He was ginormous, and uh, I mean he sat in the back, and his feet touched the dash. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> And he was like crabbing the whole time. He's like, we have to be in the back. I'm like, be quiet, you giant. Um, and so we'd all pack in there, and we were super excited. We're like, we're going to the game, and we get there. And then to my horror, um, we get to the game, and then they, we, like, the student section, like, you, we sit across, everybody's sitting down. Like, the old people are sit there sitting down watching the game with families and stuff like that. And then over on the student section, no, we couldn't sit down. For the whole game, two hour, over two hours, we were standing 
on concrete, in like on bleachers, and like they score, and everyone just start jumping up and down. We would like get small people, and we would throw the Patricks up in the world, and we would like throw like <laughs> six points, boom, boom, and like I'm not kidding, like we would just throw them up in the air and see if we can catch them. Like college is like it was crazy, and everybody was like super excited, and everybody's wearing red because the motto was. Uh, be early, be loud, wear red. And it, I know it doesn't make any sense, but that was it. Um, and so everybody's wearing uh, like red and we're like, we're throwing up and we have our paint face painted. And like, there was always this one kid that brought deer antlers to the game. I don't know why, but like, it's like, he brought this huge deer head and he's like, Liberty! and he's like running around with a huge deer antler on his head. And I don't know what it was about. All right, it was weird. We had these people called Jerry's Kids, or, or like, Jer I can't even remember, but it was something with Jerry in there. And they would get there super early. They would camp out, and then there were a bunch of guys, right? The guys would, like, take their shirts off, paint themselves red, and then they would be like, and, the, and they, oh, Jerry's Clowns, that's what it was. And they would paint themselves as clowns. And they would, yeah, and then they would sit. Like, they would stay, they would sit in the bleachers right in front of, and it was a smaller stadium at that time, right behind the opposing team, right? And the whole time they're like, you stink, boo! And they're wearing clown outfits, right? And they're like, and, and it was, it was great. But also, um, I would, as a broken person, and as a person who doesn't like to stand much, I don't, I don't like to do energy things. Uh, I like to sit, you know, like, I, can I watch the game sitting down, you know, like, and it would get tiring, right? But like, listen, if the church was excited, if the church was as excited as people were going to see their favorite team, would we have a problem with worship? If, the, if, if we were excited and every church time, every Sunday rolled around and we got up and we were like, yeah, yeah, woo, it's church. And we put on our, we put on our, 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 our best Sunday, like the coolest outfits that we could possibly find. We make ourselves look really good. We go, we start praising, we're standing, we go to worship, we go to small groups and we're, we're, we're engaged and we're bringing people because we want to make sure that we can get there. We want to have a great time together and we're giving high fives. And, and then the band starts, and we're raising our hands, and we're, we're shouting to God, and we're worshiping through the message and everything. We go home, and we're excited about it. We go out to lunch together afterwards, talking about what just happened. And we, but we don't do that, do we? And I get it. Like... Sometimes at church, you don't see necessarily see someone like get pummeled, right? Like, bam, like, ah! you don't see that some of the times, but you do maybe see an exosign get smashed, right? Um, uh, and so, and so, yeah, it's, it's been fixed, right? Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. For those who didn't know, that exit sign got just destroyed last week. Just destroyed. Just, just obliterated. But anyways, I'm not going to say who it was. I'm not going to say, his, his name rhymes with Warls. Um, but anyways, focus, focus, focus. Listen. So as we look at worship, as we, sh as we look at worship, there's three different views 
not necessarily even views, but mindsets when we hear worship. And, and, and when we look at this, you might be sitting in your seats, and to be honest, in your hearts, in your minds, you don't really care about worship. You don't. And that's okay. Because if you're not a Christ follower, that's right. If you're not, listen, if you're not a Christ follower, if you're not really following him, you don't really understand him, you never accepted your life to him, why would you worship him? That doesn't make sense. Or if you don't, if you've never opened the Bible and you've never really looked at too much and you've never really grown in your faith, why would you think that you need to worship? We're all in different spots. So we have those. And like, I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes I wonder if like, if some of you in here are, are in that camp. I know that some of you are. The other one is that we think that worship is just about singing. We think that worship is, is coming here, seeing the worship band, because we say, okay, time to worship, and then we sing, and then we sit down. Then time for the message and whatnot. And yes, some of worship does have to do with singing. In First first. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 23 through 25, it, sh it says to sing to the Lord all the earth, proclaiming his salvation day after day. And it goes on from there. So there is a singing aspect. And then there's others right here that say... <laughs> If, like, worship is not just singing, it's more than singing, and don't just, like, if you just talk about singing right now, I'm walking out, right? So, here's the thing. Worship is not just about coming to church, being inside the church. That has to do with it. Singing, yes. Coming here, yes. But worship is, needs to be throughout our lives, throughout every day. If you believe in Jesus Christ, there should be worship in your life. So what is worship, right? It's easy to say, hey, there needs to be worship. But what, what exactly is worship? The English word for worship is acknowledgement of worth. Hmm. Kind of makes sense, right? The English word for worship is acknowledgement of worth. So when we're worshiping, we are acknowledging the worth of something. We're acknowledging someone's worth. But the Bible wasn't written in English. It was written in Hebrew in the Old Testament, and in, and in the New Testament, it was written in Greek, most of it. So what does it mean in the Old Testament? Well, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament, worship meant to bow down. It meant to bow down. It was a physical act. To worship was to get on your knees and bow down to someone. It's, it's a physical thing. In the New Testament, it built on this idea of bowing down, and it, it means to serve. It's action. Not only are you bowing down, but you are to serve.
So what, how are we supposed to worship? What are we supposed to do throughout the days? Well, it says this in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I appeal to, the, to, to you, therefore, brothers, by the majesty, miracles of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the God, which your spiritual worship, which is your spiritual worship, sorry. Do not conform to, the wor- to this world, but be transformed and, and by the renewal of your m- mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is, what is good and acceptable and perfect? Here's the thing. Worship cannot exist if it's not happening every day. Worship cannot exist if it's not happening every day. Worship brings you closer to God. See, what you're supposed to do is to look at the word and say, that's not maybe what I'm supposed to do. And you're supposed to seek out God in a spiritual worship, and it brings you closer to God. So what should we worship? We should worship someone who is greater and more powerful than us. When we worship, we need to worship alone to God. If you're only singing praises to the Lord, if you're only acting like a Christian when you come into these doors and you're standing here, it's fake. It's fake. And we look at different people and we, we kind of, like, we come into these doors and we just kind of stand there and we look around. We might look at people getting excited and might think that they're weird. Or even better, like, we go to camp and then we're always excited at camp, right? And we're like, whoa, why can't I be like this normally? Because you're worshiping God more. And we're jumping and we're raising our hands, but we're not even doing that at home. says in Samuel 15, verse 22, but Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in, in, in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as, as in the obe- obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifices, and to heed is better better than the fat of the ram sorry old old school old school wording right there but here's the here's the idea here's the idea when we are to worship we are to obey god we are to obey god 
We're supposed to be kind to one another. We're supposed to love him. We're supposed to give him time and where we can just calmly go to him and worship. But are we? Listen, there's a right way and a wrong way. And next week, we're going to get into specifics of how we can play this out. How, how can we actually take this to our lives? Just not this huge concept of, of, of worshiping God, not just at, in church, but throughout our whole life. But there is a right way and a wrong way to worship the Lord. Right? Like, how many of you have a best friend? You have a best friend? All right, this isn't story time. Just kind of raise your hand. All right, you have a best friend. How many of you have parents or grandparents that love you very much? Right, right. So um, you can put your hands down. Uh, so is there relationships, is there things that you do because you know that you love them that you're not going to do to them? Like, you're not going to go up to your parents and just slap them across the face. That would be disrespectful, and you would get in trouble, right? And that would hurt, shh, that would hurt your relationship with them a little bit. Luckily, hey, listen, listen, shh, shh, shh. Um, well, you, have, you have parents that love you, like, unconditionally. So um, where you'd be like, I'm done. Like, to your friend, your parents would be like, I still got to love you. You're my, you're my kid. Um, so, um, but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. With every relationship, there are rules. That's not a bad thing. With every relationship, there are rules. That's a good thing. And your worship starts, and as the band comes up, we get ready to, we get ready to close. Your worship starts when you decide. Your worship starts when you decide when you want to follow God. Like I said in the beginning, and if I could have, like, just some time where we are all thinking of ourselves. So close your eyes, bow your heads. Your worship starts when you start your relationship with God. It starts when you start your relationship with God. Whatever that might be. And if you have, you need to be worshiping God throughout your life. You need to be walking in obedience. You need to be walking closer to him. You should be striving to, to do what he wants you to do, worshiping in the way that God wants you to, what the Bible says, not in your own mind. And I want you to know that we are here for you. And next week we'll get into how we should do that. But I want you to know that if there's anything that you could think in your mind that you have been struggling with and you really haven't been worshiping God, give it up to him in this last song. Just give it up to him. You see, worship in Hebrew means to bow down. And sometimes 
We don't want to give a posture of worship. We don't want to give a posture of raising our hands. It's like the universal sign of surrendering. We don't want to give a posture of, in, in, our, in our minds and our hearts of surrendering to God and, and walking with him humbly. But we need to. Let's pray. Generally, Father, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are a God worthy of our worship. Not only are you a God worthy of our worship, but you are a God that we didn't, like, you, you let us worship. You didn't have to do that, God, but you did. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.